back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten before our minds became clouded and filled with rot. There was one, at least one in each and every clan. Hi everybody, I am Lady Stars on Fire. Happy New Year. You are listening to Otherland Dreams and I'm here with Phil Hippie. It's a new year? Shh. Shit, I've been sleeping too much. <laughs> oh wait, you know You're what that means? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Getting but, up at noon every day. Well, not all of us can be that lucky there. And the voice you're hearing happens to be a special guest we have, namely, my offspring. Get up on the mic. <laughs> get up on the mic, honey. <laughs> you got a mousy voice. You gotta, you gotta get closer. Are you gonna give them her name? Just my daughter. That's on her. <laughs> my name is Abby, and as you, as you, as he said, I am Hill Hippie's daughter. The there one and go. only. The one and only. Thank God, the world ain't ready for more of me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do enough methane production for four, uh, five fields of cows. Hey, so on to divination. <laughs> I was gonna say yes. Tonight we're we're talking about divination and scrying in general. There's no scrying in baseball. There's no scrying. In, oh, yeah, it still works. There's no scrying in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about divination and scrying and more or less all the different forms. And kinds te- technically that there are um, of it, but I cannot go into each and every one. I was looking that up today, and holy cow! I was like, oh my god, there's a divination for anything you could think of. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, I didn't realize there was. I mean, I know that. Like, okay, what I'm trying to say is, obviously, when you go into like uh, spirit guidance, like you're going into animal medicine. Mm-hmm. Now I know that that technically is a divination. Of a form. However, I didn't know like there was a name for each and every animal. Yeah. For a divination. I was like, oh my God, I'll be here all day. I was like. <laughs> Look, there is forms of divination. It's just learning to recognize the signs, correct? Such as myself. I've learned when I pass gas to divine <laughs> how stinky it's going to be based on the amount of heat that passes through my butt cheeks. That is a form of divination of yeah, how... Yeah, he's blessing you with that. <laughs> no. He's over there laughing. <laughs> oh, maybe he's dying. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, I swear. I swear. Beat me to the punch. I was going to ask. I was like, Okay, so if we go right into it from that idea, before we get into like all the different kinds and forms and da 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 da, da of it, the uh, word divination, and my phone went out. The word divination comes from the Latin word divinare, meaning to foresee the inspiration by a god, so to speak, or spirit. What? Go on. I'm just giving you what I'm being given. I'm reading from here. Is it what? (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought you were going to go off on it for a minute. And so that's where it comes from. Uh, It is methods of gaining insight for those who do not know, because there are people who are on this path, but yet have not ever experienced anything on this line who might be into like, the earth and the natural healing and stuff, but they haven't actually moved into divinations or scrying. So it's giving them an idea of what it is. It is a method of gaining insight and for a question or situation that they wish to possess the answers for. Um, My picture keeps going out on me. They've been doing it for hundreds and thousands of years, more or less. So there's many different forms, obviously. The problem is is divination is often mistaken for fortune-telling. But it goes much deeper than that. It's not just like a fortune-teller who's just guessing and giving you this information. Divination is technically coming from the spiritual world in one form or another, giving you the answers and gaining that insight as you move forward. 
Anything you want to put to that? Nope. All right. And like I said, there's so many different forms of divination. I mean, that don't go into scrying just yet. Scrying technically starts to deal with using of something to help bring about the divination. Um, like some people will read bones. Now, I can't go into that because I don't know nothing about reading bones. I, I got to go here at least. Mm -hmm. Because whenever I, I t they think about or hear somebody talking about reading the bones, I'm taken back to this wonderful, wonderful older movie. I'm going to call it old because that would be to call myself old. And I'm still in denial, despite the fact that my is child is an, uh, now an adult. But I'm in denial, denial, denial. Willow. <laughs> Sorry. It's oh, the like denial, denial, Willow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good movie. It is a good movie. I was mad because you said it was on Netflix and I didn't get to see it. I'm sorry. It already went off by the time I got there. Blame with Netflix, not me. I am. I was like, damn it. So there's a scene when Willow is still in the village and they're trying to make Willow take the baby out of the village and the, the elder, uh, uh, what are, I can't remember what their race is called, is like, I will consort the bones. And he pours the bones on the floor. And he whispers to Willow, the bones tell me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody in the crowd says something that says, Willow will take the baby. <laughs> As if the bones had spoken. That's like. <laughs> like I said, I haven't seen it in so long I forgot the movie. I'll have to go back and find it. But I get what you're saying. It's, I, I mean, I know a person personally who reads bones, but I can't tell you shit about it because it's not an, an area that I know anything about. I just know it's a form of divination. Typically, when I'm looking at a bone, more often than not, I can I can tell you the past. That was some tasty meat. <laughs> you would. You're a hunter, though. I I'm a consumer of food, particularly <laughs> the charred flesh of mammals <laughs> and avians. Like I said, you're a hunter, though. You're very, I mean, so, but at least you put a sacred side to it. Well, of course. I mean, there are those out there who don't. Sorry, but there are. Okay. Um, there is also, there's, like I said, there's so many kinds. I can't go into all, all details. You got anything? I'm just floored by the way that both of you are sitting here. Staring at you. No, you're just both twisting in your chairs. Neither one of you can sit still. It's just it's funny. It's either that or I shake my knee. And I don't want her to start shaking hers because then her little bells will go off. Fair oh, enough. my bells will go off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, they're like in a shoe today. I mean, in, in pants, so you can't hear them as well. But anyway, the listeners are used to it. They, I mean, listeners know. <laughs> for the people who've been following me for a long time know I wear bells. So they're used to it. Um. Okay. Um. So there's bones. Like I said, there are so many that I could go over, but I can't go over them all. So I'm going to just throw some of them out there. There is fire. There is burning. There is smoke. There is melting. There is cards like tarot um, or oracle cards instead of tarot. There is castings. There is crap. We just went over that. Um, there is the runes. There is. Uh... We just went over that. Orgum, orgum, Ogum. Ogum. I'm on the wrong page. It tells me how to pronounce it. <laughs> it. It popped up when I wasn't expecting it to. And now you see, dear daughter, why I do what I do. Oh, yeah. yeah he gives me shit about it all the time. There is the tea leaves or uh, coffee grounds that people will use. Some people read palms. Some people, like myself, will go after the celestial bodies, which is the astrology. Um, there's so many forms of divination more than I can ever explain. Like I was saying earlier, I mean, uh, like how I define how stinky my farts are going to be based on the amount of heat that passes through my butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah. I, well, technically that would be a divination because it would be under blowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I can foretell the future based on that information. It's like, From okay. his ass. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. People are going to start puking. I'm sorry. It's actually happened. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just glad that he tells me, don't come over here. <laughs> and leave it at that. I'm quite satisfied with that answer, and I shall stay away. There is the pendulums. 
that m many people will use and they will call that dowsing. However, there is the other dowsing and pendulums people will use and call dowsing, but there's the original call of dowsing for divining or for uh finding water. Yes, for finding water. And didn't you say, didn't you tell me you did that before? Mm-hmm. Explain. I uh, picked up a couple of sticks. I mean, because there are people out there who just don't believe that that's real. I didn't either at the point in time. That's why I told you to say it. No, I just picked up a couple of sticks that had the, the handles, and they were nice and fairly straight, because literally I was out in the woods, just a couple of uh, a couple of friends around. I was like, yeah, this thing going to work. Walked around with them, and then finally they clanked. I'm like, okay, let's dig here. I found water. I said, fuck. <laughs> well, I put my foot in my mouth, and I got a big old foot. That's in a small little mouth. I would have liked to have been a fly on something watching him find out he was wrong. Fly on a tree. Yeah. I'm sorry, but sometimes it would be nice to see you just be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I know it does, just not often. <laughs> okay, but like I said, there is dowsing that is called that. And then other people will also call dowsing when they use the pendulums. And it's probably one of the most easiest that people will start to use. They will go after them and start using them in their divinations. But it helps mostly with, you know, your own self coming into divination for yourself not necessarily as well for using like if, if you were doing the divination for someone else not that it can't be used for someone else's uh ability but technically it's it's a good way of teaching someone how to start to come into their own gift and understand that divine connection as they're starting to move forward by using the pendulums. And that's usually where the consciousness expands and they start to see, oh, look, I can actually get answers if they can't do natural divinations on their own. With that being said, um, there are many different kinds. Because uh, me, and, me and everybody was talking the other night, Abby and I were talking and we got into a conversation about pendulums in general and it got me thinking about it and I went looking a little deeper because many people will just buy pendulums I like this one so let me have this one and they really aren't paying attention to what they're buying and depending on what you're using for the pendulum it actually may help specific areas more because I was digging around and looking for it. Pendulums that are made with chakra stones, like when they're used all of the chakras within one for the pendulum itself, it is better for actual helping, you know, with the person's health and getting answers along that line. But it is also the one that you would use if you would be, you could use a clear quartz, but a chakra stone would also be a good one to use to help locate a person in situations. But um, you might also choose to use one with copper, metal, or other things that are balancing of energies in the sense of maybe like, uh, of course, now I can't think of it. Um, 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 Kayanite might be a good one for uh, because it, it balances the aura and it cleans out the negative energies. So in that form, it would also be helpful in that kind of divination. Um, for divination purposes in general, for spiritual energies and, per and protects against negative vibrations, <laughs> obviously you want to use the clear quartz would be the top choice. And it also works with transformation and amplifies the energy in general. Then you have rosewood for divine feminine and the heart chakras when you're dealing with those kind of questions it is actually used the most by the buddhist then you have citron which attracts abundance and promotes healing clears and protects the heart chakra as well releases emotional issues when you are using the pendulum and releases fears and opens the mind and the heart for possibility while you're using it Clear quartz also is used for balancing mental and spiritual emotional energy. 
can amplify properties of the stones or any other crystals that you would be using that would be mixed in with it. Selenite is a numerous healing metaphysical properties. So it, it helps with clearing the area as well as the aura as well as all healing energies because selenite is considered to be all, all healer. And you have onyx, which protects the stone, which pro, protects stones to absorb transformational negative energies and relieves worry and anxiety. Brass attacks. Attacks? I know, I just right, looked down at it. It attracts healing. Prosperity. Prosperity? Yeah, because my mouth ain't working and protection. <laughs> Associated with the element of energizing, copper is for balance and amplifies energies and protects healings on all level. And that would pretty much be all that I have on the pendulums in general. Anything you want to say about that? I've noticed there was very few metals mentioned in that list. Well, on the ones that I could dig up, that's what I was getting. Now, I was going to get into if you know what the healing properties are on in the stones, then it would probably help with the divination in that area. But I'm guessing that's typically with the ones that they are calling because calling too. The the uh the pendulum like, like string is a whole nother situation. It it, it's not necessarily part of the pendulum. It does bring in the energy, but if you were using the bottom point of the pendulum, it's not going to be counted as the same as like the string or the chain that it hangs from. Okay, so what string... It's a or, combination of energy. So what string and chain should be chosen for various things, like looking that would also for depend. someone or yada, yada, yada? That would also depend because when you get into those energies more... Uh, best way of putting it, um, when you get into like different levels of energy, it also will start to amplify all the way back to the astrology, like, uh, like, like, I can't remember off the top of my head. Is it in this phone? No, I don't think I have it in this phone. No. Um, cause I don't have that combination of all of, I have that stuff, but I don't have it in this phone, which tells me which ones, uh go which all of those metals and stuff go to which one i'll have to look on on it and pay, and post it on otherland dreams on facebook and whatnot because i don't have it all right so there you go to find that uh information make sure to check out our facebook page frequently and often and if it is not posted and i don't happen to notice it email me at hillhippia at fxbgpr.com and I will make her do it. No, I'll get it. It's going to be on my phone. It's on the other one. It's just that I, I didn't bring that one with me. Because it, it goes to the list of what all of the different metals do when they start to connect with the astrology, technically. Because that's when they amplify into the energies, like such as Mars or Capricorn, into different energies when they start to go to the planets and so forth. So there is reasons behind them. But off the top of my head, I am just completely lost on that because i don't have it with me sorry sorry guys fair enough okay there is mirror scrying people use cloud scrying people use fire scrying there's so many different forms of scrying and like i said there's also the natural divinations have you ever used mirror have me you? yeah have i ever used a mirror yeah used a mirror for scrying uh i feel like this is a trap <laughs> I'm just asking a yes or no question. It's not like you're going to get in trouble. I've used a mirror to brush my hair. <laughs> I might have looked to see if it was a pimple or a boil on my backside. I mean, how, what, what do you mean used a mirror? People use mirrors for scrying. I was asking if you'd ever used one. There's no scrying in hair brushing. <laughs> Not in hair brushing, dear. But no, I've I've never even heard of mirror scrying. Because I'd look at the mirror and it's like, all right, where is? Ooh, hi, you handsome bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd realize, oh wait, no, you're not really that handsome. Fuck. Oh. Listen to him. See, and that's why I asked him the question. Basically, mirror. What does the mirror represent to you? Because typically, most people who have never used it for scrying would assume that the mirror speaks to them of beauty and vanity. But when you use the mirror, a lot of people will black out the energy or give it like a dark 
frosting over it and they will go from there but the thing is is the scrying is is once you look into the mirror eventually you'll see past the mirror this has to do with opening into another version of seeing oneself and sometimes what the mirror may give back to you you may not like right off the bat because typically if you go into uh, and i say that because i've done it i've done it many times um and you don't necessarily have to paint a mirror in the, that dark frosting of black for it to work. However, I guess some people seem to think that you should. Um, a mirror re is, is a reflection. It's a reflection of the world that you see. So while you're going into a divination in that form, you're going to be receiving from your own self that information back to you. But from maybe possibly a shadow point of view... I mean, unless you've started to work through your own healing of your own shadow energy, your own illnesses. And when I say, I do say it is illnesses because a lot of times when people think, they think that they know who they are. But if they truly could see a glimpse of what their soul truly was looking like, if they were seeing their shadow and seeing that reflection come back to them, they find they might be scared of what they originally saw because they haven't started to clean up their own inner ill waters. So when you first do, I mean, you want to make sure, you got to understand if you're looking into a mirror divination, it's not let, like, let me just look at the mirror. The idea is, it's the same way I teach people how to see auras. I, I, I will I'll give it to you this way. When I teach people how to see auras, I tell them, you know, like, put your hand up against a wall, but make sure it's a white wall. And I'm like in, you know, just open your hand wide. And the idea is you don't want to look at the wall and you don't want to look at the hand. You want to look in between the energy that's floating there. And eventually, the trickery of it is holding the eyesight in the same position out of balance, out of your regular eyesight. Slightly out of focus. Right. When you're slightly out of focus, it's the problem is being able to hold the out of focus because that's when it starts to rise. Right. I was taught a, a similar technique and it's one that I've used to for other people in the past. And I've got this technique from uh, probably getting the author's name wrong, but I think it's John Redfield's uh, Celestine Prophecy. I have no idea, but go ahead. It's you uh, find yourself a blue patch of sky, and you take your finger, two fingers, typically your uh, forefinger and your thumb, and you start closing them together, letting your eyes get slightly out of focus. And you do until you see the energy fields around your each one of the fingers and start to touch each other, and then pull them away and touch them until you start seeing it, and then you just keep playing with that, and you try moving it to other objects of different colors to where you can still see it on the uh and just basically expanding from there okay now i have a problem with that but that might just be me because for me okay i get because i get like hell hippie knows like when i see pictures and stuff that they, they move he's heard me say that before oh, there that's a more accurate answer because i don't know that's what you yeah see, you, you that's, heard that's what you me say yes it. And so I'm not in your head. I know. I, yeah, there's enough funky shit in my head. I don't need you here too. Ain't that the truth? But but the way I put it is okay. We were speaking about being out of focus, and the reason I brought this up is people bring pictures to me and ask me to do divinations off of the picture or or what do I see or blah 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 and I'm gonna go all the way back to auras even though I actually was talking about mirrors but there's a reason for this I tell people to use a white wall because which is the opposite of what he was saying because he was telling you to start off with the sky and the blue sky there's a reason I tell people to use the white wall because sometimes your image of the coloring that you're seeing that's lifting from the aura itself may be getting slightly discolored by the color that is behind it if you do not know the difference. You know how, like, if you take a crayon and then you take another crayon and you color it together, mm -hmm. it starts to change? Well, the whole point is, is I will tell people if I can't get one, like, off of a picture, I'll be like, I need, I need you to take a picture of yourself in a white wall. Point blank. Because sometimes I'll notice the auras will change. I can't give you a reading if there's a black wall. Because I can't see any colors then. So for different people, it may be different. I'm not saying that 
Hill Hippies wrong. I'm saying for me directly, I have to use the white wall. That's also why I went into all of this because I, I don't color the mirror. I need the mirror to be the color that it is. If I color it, I can't get through. I get mixed up. I can't get my out of focus, can't go into the mirror for me to go into the divination. Because as I start to look at the mirror, the mirror is going to blacken out on its own. Now. You know what that was? A very long-winded say, a way of saying different strokes for different folks. Yeah, but some people might need to hear all that because they might not understand and they might be trying to do the same thing that you were by trying using... Trying to scrying? They may be trying to use, you know, the idea Sorry, of using an aura for... <laughs> you two assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, be trying to use use a situation where somebody like me, I know I have to have the white wall by me and you just gave the idea you could use the the, the sky. So different colors, and you, and for other people like you, that might be work might work just fine. Mm -hmm. However, for somebody like me, I'm just gonna sit here all day and wonder why I can't do it when I just can't do it your way. Right. That's why I th you'd already threw this wall out there. That's why I threw the sky. That's fine. I'm agreeing that different strikes for different folks. I'm gonna shut right up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for arguing my point. But I mean. <laughs> but to me, Lady Star's point makes more sense because just being in my color class, mm -hmm. we learned that you can see true color against white. So like when we rinse out a color, like on the hair, we dry it and look at it behind a white towel right. so we can see the true color. So that makes sense is why it could be distorted for her. And to me, that would make more sense. So. Right on. Yeah. I'm I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. And you're not disagreeing with him. You're just stating mm -hmm. what you think would work for you. Right. And that's what the whole show is about because it's different strokes for different folks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there is cloud scrying, too. Um, cloud scrying is technically when you're looking at the clouds and you're waiting to see what they tell you. I don't, I don't know what they may tell you. Sometimes you'll see designs in the sky. Hang on. Whoop. <laughs> For whatever reason, his computer started picking up the show <laughs> and <laughs> sending it back out to us. <laughs> but there is cloud scrying, and some people will use it as one of those more natural divinations. However, when you start to learn how to uh, move energy better, you can also redesign the clouds and start to direct them. So you may not be scrying anymore. You may just be playing with the energy. So that also depends on where you are at in that level. But I wouldn't necessarily use the skies, clouds as messages, but that's me. I mean, because I get messages, which is strangely, because I get messages from pretty much everything. Let's but see. I don't use the clouds. clouds look like a bunny. <laughs> Thank you, because I've there's been times where, you know, I've been walking around just in my own head and in my own thoughts, and I'd just glance up and I would see one of my guides in the clouds. Yeah, you've said that before. So, you know, it's very possible. You know? Yeah, no, I'm not denying it. I'm saying for me, it's just not one of the areas that seems to work for right. me, which is kind of funny because everything else seems to talk to me about the sky. And I just realized that. So well, maybe the weird. maybe the sky is just a, a little bit of an introvert, and <laughs> the, the room is full and crowded, and it, it doesn't it hasn't it's not ready to speak up yet. You know, it's like I'll wait my turn. I'll, I'll wait. So basically, I'm the sky. Basically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there are people who use it just like Hill Heppy said. You know, and the you know the world the. You, the energy from like Mother Earth may have its way of communicating to you something that you might need to hear right at that time because it's written in the clouds and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So, I mean, to each their own and what you believe is what you needed to believe and work through. So, plain and simple. There is fire scrying. And that comes in many forms. And we're not talking about uh, the worship of Rolor, the Lord of Light in Westeros. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, it's a Game of Thrones reference for my uh, uh, Song of Ice and Fire nerds out there. Look at her face. It, you know, <laughs> it's a fire god, and the fire priests always look into the flames to divine the future. 
Well, I do do that, but I'm not talking about from the show. Yeah, I'm, I just and that's like why fire. I said, I'm, like I said, I'm just not. I'm, we're not referencing Relore here. <laughs> but I was throwing a shout out for our nerds. Sweet, 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 sweet. Okay, so there is. <laughs> if you could just see what Abby's doing, she's over here like like having the evil look of I'm I'm about to start trouble. <laughs> it's like a young female Mr. Burns. <laughs> yes, excellent. <laughs> If I can make the voice, I would. No, I can't either, but I did it. I tried anyway. <laughs> All right. So fire scrying can be done from candles. It can be done, you know, at a bonfire. You know, just make sure that you're doing it in a safe way so that you don't catch anything on fire. But it's not just done with fire itself. I mean, there are people who, you know, will relax their eyes and allow the fire to start to talk to them. As well as, like, for candles, there is sometimes the way that the candle moves will be, you know, part of the divination. Will be telling you part of, for one, like if you were casting spells, it will tell you if somebody's, you know, going against your spell, if the spell is working, or if there's there's many different forms, which you can look up, because I don't have time to go into all of them. But, I mean, depending on if it's blinking, depending on if it's moving to the right, depending on if it's got a really high flame. I have a problem with candles. I tend to have really, really high flames, point blank. So they're really in full power, but I'm a fire element, so... It makes sense. Now, people will use them, like I said, and ask questions and allow, you know, their eyes to, you know, come into a more conscious place and a relaxed place. And you still want to be able to blink and and so forth and allow that to go through just like normal. You don't want to strain your eyes. And you'll eventually start to see images within the fire. But sometimes that's not the answer. Some people are after ashes. Sometimes people will ask questions and take the ashes and put them in a pile, ask the question and wait and come back with the answers. You know, or I've heard different uh, divinations of you'll put like two ashes on two different sides, like a pile of ashes and inside of a circle like draw a circle and put the ashes in it and ask a question once for yes once for no and the ones that move are the answer you know so different ones will come up with different things um there are different ways like i said also there's the melting there's the burning then that gets right back into you know like the divination of you know cleansing with sage and so forth so there's many different directions that it can take what you had that look on your face like you were going to disagree. I was, but I'm letting it go. <laughs> it's okay if you do. I'm not going to fight you on Move it. Move forward. <laughs> so, so, I mean, go ahead. So, I was like a new little like baby into this. It's like, this is weird, but every anytime I have a problem, like, and I usually, and like, I go to bed with that problem, like, I'll have a dream about the answer. Is that anything? Like, yes, that that is that's that is a divination of a form. That okay. would be one of the ones actually that's more shamanic than not. Yeah, it runs right <laughs> in the family. <laughs> you should can just you see answer her question. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said so. Can you answer my question? Like what? Like what type of scrying is it? Is there anything like more I should be doing into it? Or there's plenty more that you should be doing into it. And right now I've been laying the foundations of your uh, learnings of what you need to do to make it stronger. Think of some of the conversations we've had, the books I've laid in front of you recently. Mm -hmm. You've got to expand your knowledge. As right now, what you can do with what you're receiving is mm -hmm. just when you get those dreams, pay not only close attention to them, but as soon as you wake up, grab a piece of paper. You know, people use the phrase dream journal. Keep a dream journal. <laughs> you don't have to keep a dream journal, but write these, write them down on a random sheet of paper. That way you can, say, you wake up. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got school. I got to run off. I got to get to class. You go about your, life. Right. You go out to your day. You go out to your day. You're, you're washing people's hair. You're cutting people's hair. What You know, depending on what state. better not state. Be cutting people's hair. Hey, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be happening. You might as well get used but to that idea. I haven't idea. learned it yet. It's going to happen. I'm divining the future. See? See how that works? Mm -hmm. But that way you can go back a little later on and say, okay, I've had this dream. 
I wrote this dream down, and that way you can, you know, start meditating and doing some more interpersonal thought about what images you saw within the dream and how they were going to relate to the problem that you were asking when you went to bed about and the other um, variables that could be occurring in your life that you weren't even thinking about that could be affecting this problem or the possible outcome. Okay. Not to continue on about this whole dream topic. Just no, go on. Talking about this and everything. Okay, so whenever I have, like, a nightmare, mm-hmm. unless it gets resolved within one dream, it will continue on night after night after night until it is finally, like, at a close. Okay. Almost like episodes every day until... Episodic dreams. Interesting. Interesting. And I've had it for as do long as I can the remember. Do they same dream or do yes, they eventually the exa- start getting more? Like, say, like, they're same setting, same people. <laughs> <laughs> same, same things going on, just, like, progressively moving forward. Yeah, so it's not the same dream every night, but it's the same uh, same cast of characters. It's like season one, episode one, season one, episode two. It's yes. episodic. Yes, and it and until it reaches an end, it I will keep having it. That might not be the only dream I have that night, but I will I will have that one until it comes to a close. I'm gonna to have to refer this one over to uh, Lady Stars and Fire because I've never had episodic dreaming. Really. That means it's something you're not working through. There is something that you are fearing. You don't know how to read your dreams yet. And because of your lack of understanding what the dream is trying to consciously tell you, your unconscious is trying to speak to your conscious in a soft way, more or less, even if it's bringing fear and uncomfortable stuff to you. There's things that she, that is in that dream that are messages that your higher self understands, but you do not yet. I would Google a dream dictionary. Okay. And it might help you because it could something in a dream as simple as you were by a lake and it was a beautiful lake and it was a clear lake. It was daytime versus it was a muddy, nasty, dirty lake and it was nighttime. Could make all the difference in the conversation mm-hmm. that your higher self is trying to communicate. It's trying to help you work through something that you don't know how to work through that's bothering you. And until you solve it and get past it, the dream will continue to occur. And that's why writing it down refresh when it happens is very important because we all know how quickly dreams can fade from memory. Mm -hmm. As well as if you're just divining, like I said, because it is starting to come into learning how to work in that level of consciousness because eventually the dreams may also move into a a higher consciousness of meditation which would then go into the upper and lower world and so forth and as you move in that direction it will help you can use the dreams even like a dream dictionary even with meditation to help you figure out what it might be. It may not give you the exact right answer because the meditation information will be a little bit different, but as it's starting to put you on your path, it'll help direct you in a proper way until you start going, like for me, certain things I know mean certain things. And I tell people all the time, like when they're getting into their herbs or their plants or, you know, whatever their information is, for me, I know this means this. And it could mean this, 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 and this, and this. But I know, forget all those, it only means this. So until you start to see what it is that is your specific guidance, then I would go after that little bits and pieces of picking out that information and start to help you move in that direction until you start stirring it into you can direct yourself to give the answers you want instead of dreaming it on accident. Okay. So it will help help you move in that direction. And you can always call me if you have any questions, honey. Will do. Okay, are you ready to jump into Solarheim? Thank you for saving, uh, saving me the uh, awkward conversation shift. <laughs> I figured it was about coming up on that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still experiencing technical difficulties over here with with my clocking with my clock system which tells me the timing crystal inside of my laptop's about to fry is it still trying to tell you lies about what time it is yeah and i changed it before the show i've been tracking the time through the show during her conversation about dreaming time changed at what time was it 
Uh, See, that's one of those things that you should pay attention to. 9.52. Proceed. <laughs> All right. Prepared jointly by the... Uh-huh. I said time travel. No, I'm looking up numerology, <laughs> and I'm going to give it to him when the show's over. Uh, prepared jointly by the United States Department of Commerce, uh, NOAA Space Weather Pre- uh, Prediction Center, updated January 2nd at 1230 UTC. Solar activity was very low. Newly numbered region at 2732, uh, 10 north, uh, 20 west, Exhibited minor growth in its leader and trailer spots. No Earth-directed CMEs were observed in the available conograph imagery. Going forward to the solar hams itself, actual what it's been seeing. Oh, where's the new one here? That's the 31st. Yes, here we go. Another coronal hole, number 62, will begin to face our planet by the middle of this upcoming week. <coughs> a solar wind stream flowing from this zone should reach Earth by January 3rd or 4th and could lead to a geomagnetic enhancement at higher latitudes. The last coronal hole to face Earth last week was responsible for a minor G1-class geomagnetic storm with a similar outcome could again be expected. As of the newest updated post, the first new sunspots... Uh, in read, uh, try that again. The first new sunspot region in over two weeks has formed in time to open up 2019 in region 2732. It is located located in the northwest quadrant and belongs to the outgoing solar cycle 24, not the soon to be starting solar cycle 25. Although the chances for solar flares remains low, this region will continue to be monitored over the next 24 hours for additional development. Um, not you haven't got any information on what type of activity these coronal holes are. Are yeah, they were holes? Yes. What these holes? Uh, any information on what readings these uh, holes have generated? So pay attention to solarham.com over the next 24 to 48 hours to see if these holes are going to produce any type of activity that could be facing our atmosphere. Is it called Solarham because the moon looks like cheese? No. <laughs> <laughs> but ham and cheese, yes. But some people prefer turkey. I prefer turkey. But See? <laughs> but when I think you've ham, just, you've just negated I think ham and cheese. <laughs> so should it be solar Swiss and cheese? Solar Swiss cheese? Yeah. And ham? Mm-hmm. Solar Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. The moon's made of green cheese, right? No, I'm just thinking for now on holes. when it's time to go to to this, I'm going to be like, it's solar Swiss cheese time. <laughs> And ham because they use ham radio. <laughs> oh, okay. I wasn't sure because, like, when people are, like, really into things, like, the, like, cool term is people go ham. Like, if there's if there's some really delicious food, I'm going to go ham on it. That means they're going to go, like, deep into it. Balls deep? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, apparently that's, that's something that you youngins ham. use because I've never heard that phrase. <laughs> that's, that's why I kind of did the little bouncy fingers to make cool terms. Right. Okay. Because <laughs> it's not really cool. It's just something I heard one time. And I was like, I kind of like that. Does anybody else use it? A lot, yeah. If you only, oh, a lot? You've only heard it the one time, though? No, like my friends at school. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. She's like, they do, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, people, as we get into the astrology, um, this is from the 1st through the 7th, however, this is not just from the 1st through the 7th, this is, we are starting 2019, I am being told by Spirit, you are starting out in the southeast direction, and that means that the fire is beginning to come up within you, however, it is not fully burning yet, and you are not fully ready to make the shift, but I promise you, you are starting the year off You know how, like they say, you get a pop quiz? Well, you're kind of getting a pop exam. And the point is, is are you going to pass or are you going to start the cycle all over again? I've been talking about this for a long-ass time, and we're at that point. Now, remember, 2000, because so many people are happy that 2018 is ending and 2019 is beginning. I said all year long, 2019. 18 was about a number two year, so that it had everything to do with 
coming to understand you had to deal with your, you know, your skeletons in your closet, your shadow, your dark side of self because it had to do with coming into a harmonious balance within all areas. Well, the number three is what the 2019 is. And it speaks to us of the triad and how the three become one. The reason I say that it starts off this year with like a pop exam that came out of nowhere is because your three cannot become one if you're starting off in a form that they cannot start to connect. So you're kind of being asked to step up to the plate. Now, everybody who follows astrology is going to tell you that, you know, Mercury is moving this week on the 4th, that you have the solar eclipse on the 5th, that Uranus goes direct on the 6th, that Venus is moving on the uh, 7th. Yes, you got 1, 2, 3, 4. They're all happening over right, you know, in a row. However, what they're not telling you is about the guardians of the pole. And I have been saying this for a while. The guardians of the pole are the ones who are basically... They're like the windows of the universe. They're the ones who are asking the question in more... Uh, I was told a long time ago that in order to start to evolve, you have to get permission to move past the moon. Well, this would be more of you got to get permission to move past the guardians of the pole as if you really truly are starting to evolve. And the test is coming from them, which has to do with um, special stars that are fixed stars that are not moving. It also has to do with those who do read tarot card. It would refer to the number 21, which is the universe card or the world card. Most people want to look at it as if it is just a fulfillment. Something is being fulfilled. Something is coming into completion. But is it? Because the question is, if you are not ready to go in, put it this way, you cannot start college. If you haven't finished high school, if you haven't finished the and gotten your diploma there, you're not ready to move to that next level. So the guardians of the pole are basically asking you, are you ready for college? And if you're not, then you shall start the cycle all over again. Coke up. And Polaris Star, these energies are the energies that I'm speaking of that are coming out of that uh, guardians of the pole, so to speak. Their energy is... A mixture of what is Saturn, rules, walls, and boundaries, where we want to re replace and start and shift and make new directions within those rules, walls, and boundaries. So we're making new directions. We're making new shifts. We're trying new things. It also speaks to the sensitivity of Venus and the sensitivity in a good way as well as in a negative way. I tell people all the time, if you put your hand in an oven that's cooking cookies at 365 degrees and you pull it out without an oven mitt and you burn the shit out of your hand, yeah, that shit hurts. That's your Venus telling you don't do that shit. Point blank. There's a reason why Venus feels the way it gives you that energy. Now, you also have Cocub and Polaris speaks to you of the same energy as the sun. So it is bringing uh, enlightenment. It is bringing in illumination. It is bringing core energy. That illumination, that enlightenment, that core energy is going into those rules, walls, and boundaries and sensitivities. They are not getting along with Cirrus in Scorpio. Cirrus is too close to home. It is karmic energy. So, are you bringing along new karmic energy to start the cycle all over again because you learned nothing? Or are you ready to spiral out and move forward? It is not getting along with Juno, which is sacrifice and commitment, which is in Taurus, which is speaking to you of your self-worth, your self-value, and self-esteem. Are you making the sacrifice and the commitment you need to for your self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem? Or are you still allowing the same shit that's always happened to continue to happen because you're not stepping up to the plate? Understand these messages are coming in in a way of trying to ask us if we're evolving soulfully. This is a spiritual and soulful situation that's coming in with that eclipse. However, the soulful question is, are you still in the I only right now? I only care about need what I need right now. Are you starting to look into things from a, a, a more higher self point of view? Are you still looking at the people you know as they're the people you know? Or are you starting to see them as souls and seeing the depth in there and understanding that there is a person's soul in there instead of just this chick that I know? 
more or less. We're starting to look at things from a higher level. And if you aren't looking at that higher level and you aren't coming into that unconditional love, then you're going to have a problem with this because it's also not getting along with Lilith, which is basically your self-centered, egotistical self that is coming out in the fire of going, and nobody's going to make me do a goddamn thing I don't want to do. So as we start this year, it's like you're grabbing the bull by the horns, and we're in that energy, like I said. But the point is, is are you actually moving forward? Or is the bull just pulling you along and pushing you along and actually winning? Because that is the guardians here. The guardians are going to make it difficult. Their prime idea is to make it difficult. You don't get to go to college if you don't pass the test. Point blank. Now Polaris is getting along perfectly with Uranus. Independence, individuality, and uniqueness and freedom. And the first house where it is going direct this week. And I've only been talking about it for over a year. So this is the beginning of that cycle where the cycle is starting. But it is not getting along with Chiron. I told you over the last six months and stuff, Chiron is digging into the skeletons in the closet. Digging into anywhere from 8 to 12 to 30 years ago. And bringing up those issues that need to be healed. If you are not healing them, you're going to start that cycle again. I'm not... I, I'm sorry, I'm, I don't sugarcoat shit. That's the way it is. So, I'm letting you know, these are the things that you have to work through, you have to move on, and you have to start to evolve. Why would anybody sugarcoat shit? It's still going to stink. Some people need it. Some people are stuck and don't want to come out of stuff. If they're in denial too deep, facing the truth and getting into the uncomfortable is uncomfortable. And apparently they like sugarcoated shit. <laughs> No judgment. <laughs> Alrighty. Mercury moves into um Mercury moves into Capricorn. And Capricorn is loaded right now. Capricorn is the only one that is fully in its power. It is the only one that's fully in its power and is probably above everybody else and getting its shit together right now. As far as that goes. How I need that. <laughs> however, the universe is asking Leo and Aquarius to step up to the plate and be the leaders. So, <laughs> now, um, the I reason I say that. To show me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason for that, though, because all the energy is taking place in Capricorn. It's the platform and foundations are being set for setting spiritual soulfulness in order to move forward and really Step into the authentic self that is above even what you think you are. So it, it's getting on a whole new level. We're moving into a whole new level and moving up into a greater of what we are and what we ever thought we could be. If you are following, you know, and doing your homework at this time. But it's moving into uh, uh, Capricorn. Now, the sun is conjuncting Saturn and Pluto this week. This is where that spiritual soulfulness is coming in and those new rules. The sun is the illumination that's speaking to it while the moon comes through with an eclipse. Now, that eclipse is meant to help show you what you're not seeing because you need to get it together by the time that lunar eclipse takes place in Aquarius. This is why I said Leo and Aquarius are being asked to step up to the plate and start leading. They have to get their shit together in time to start doing their soulful jobs on a spiritual level. And basically, the universe is, is kind of like just pushing on them. But the energies are coming out of Capricorn. <laughs> you have till Friday. And they're coming. <laughs> Listen to her. You have till Friday. Get your shit together, son. <laughs> but like I said, you have Mercury, which is moving into this energy in Capricorn. And it's going to have the moon conjuncting it when it's coming in. So it's going to be a little touchy-feely. I'm going to tell you this week, you want to watch your word vomit. Mercury has a lot being said as it's going through Capricorn. Capricorn is the outer community. It is politics. It is where your careers and your goals, you know, start to be created in that outer world. So it's where you're trying to set that new foundation and new platform to build upon. But you're building your soulfulness to take in a new authentic way as you lift up in the outer community and go forward. Mercury is going to be touching, you know, base with Saturn 
and Pluto. Pluto is death, decay, and destruction for renewal, rebirth, and regeneration. In Capricorn, it's building that spiritual, soulful platform. It's trying to come into something new. But Saturn here is asking you what rules, walls, and boundaries are set incorrectly because it's time to change them and get your shit together and start to move in that direction. The sun is illuminating it. The moon is bringing emphasis to the physical itself as well as your body. And, you know, how you emotionally feel, your emotional depths on top of it. It's going to be a triple whammy. And Mercury is your communication. So it's in overload right now. As soon as it jumps into the sign, it's in overload. So this is why I say you want to watch your word vomit. It's very important that what you say this week, you might want to stop. And think what you have to say before you can't get it out properly because you don't want to make sure you want to make sure that you don't let these words take you in the wrong direction. I told you this is an exam. Are you ready to step forward or not? So if you just start word vomiting all over the place, you're going to regret some of the shit that you have to say. Now, Uranus is going direct in Aries which is the, uh, the universal first house. So it's finally starting to move forward. And once it moves forward, it's not ever going to be back in your lifetime, most likely. So the lessons that it has to learn until it moves out in the next two months, this is your only chance to learn it. It won't be back in your lifetime to teach you this lesson about your independence, your individuality, your uniqueness, and your freedom. This is the last chance you get to get this right. Now, Venus is moving into Sagittarius, bringing it closer to Jupiter. Jupiter in Sagittarius is your higher self communicating about what it is you're not delivering on, more or less. What are you not delivering and what are you not giving, you know, up? What are you not... Where is your higher self not getting through your thick head because you're too comfortable in the uncomfortable to try to move into something new? This is about stepping out of the comfort zone. You will not evolve if you stay with what's comfortable. Point blank. Jupiter is trying to speak to you about this. Venus is going to start bringing emphasis to those sensitivities and help you move forward in that positive way. But I always say when Jupiter first comes in for the first few months of the year, when it starts, it starts by telling you where you're lacking. So as you start to move forward, it will start bringing abundance to you in positive ways. If you've not been in denial with yourself, you'll be moving forward much faster and much quicker. There is so much positivity that can come out of this, but there is challenges there, and they are set specifically to see if you get to go to college or not, more or less. Now, um, where was I? You do have a grand, not a grand trine, a T-square that is happening this week as well. Uranus is harmonious with Mercury. Your independence, your individuality, your uniqueness, your freedom is all ready to speak out to the world about what it is that you need to say. Like I said, this is a very positive thing. It helps you... It helps you come into your power, come into your fire, and step up for yourself. Just make sure that you're doing it in a positive way, not a self-centered way or an egotistical way, because then it will backfire against you. The reason I say that is because it is not getting along with the North Node. It is not getting along with the North Node. North Node is in Cancer. This speaks to home. This speaks to where your roots are. The roots that created you and made you who and what you are. So, it's not getting along with the home of who and what you are. The soul belongs inside of you. You have to understand you're going through the depths of really cleaning out soulfulness. And it is also not getting along with Pluto, which then turns around and is not getting along with independence, individuality, uniqueness. It brings it right back to Uranus. So, this all comes down to death, decay, destruction, change soulfully for a rebirth, renewal, and regeneration. If you're not stepping up to the plate over these next few weeks before that lunar eclipse, I hate to tell you, but expect to start all over with the same cycle and you will be going nowhere. I love you guys. Is there anything else? Well, our uh, engineer's not in the room, so we got banter, banter, banter. Here comes running. Okay. I love <laughs> you guys, and I will see you next week. Thank you for sticking in, and please subscribe. Yes, like, share, subscribe. The best way to let us know that you enjoy us is to tell your friends about us. Bye. Hopefully I'll see you guys in the summer.
May all your uh, journeys be safe ones. <laughs> Come now, my darlings, and step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten.